What is up, everybody? This is Logan Hughes, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Get a Job podcast. My next guest is the wonderful Carrington Crothers. She is the owner of Prospect Street Studio. Prospect Street Studio is a brand photography agency based in Worcester, Massachusetts, servicing businesses nationwide. Prospect Street Studio focuses on three main segments to photography, strategy, photography, and implementation. They take a deep dive approach to how photography aligns with your brand as a whole to up-level your business. She's also offering a free image strategy session, which I would absolutely jump on if I were you. These sessions are a deep dive review of your business and assessing your website, social media, and other marketing materials to provide actionable insights on how to improve engagement and conversions through imagery. These sessions are one hour long and open to any business looking to improve and enhance their imagery. We get into some amazing topics here, so hopefully this provides you all some great value. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with the one and only Carrington Crothers. You, you are now listening to the Get It, Get It, Get A Job Podcast. Your host, Logan Hughes. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Get a Job podcast. And I'm here with someone that we have been communicating with now for for a little bit. And she brings a really good insight in terms of actual branding for not just individuals and business owners. Um, She's very well knowledge in the whole branding aspect. So, Carrington, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I am doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So, as always, I like to start from the very beginning, right? And this is interesting because, you know, I think we're both sort of in the same position as relatively new to entrepreneurship, being a business owner and so forth. So um, I know that I've had my journey to get where I'm at, but I'm interested to hear where you're started, right? So, you know, let's start from the beginning. If you had any type of nine to five jobs, um, what led you to become a business owner and entrepreneur? Yeah, so I would definitely say entrepreneurship at a young age was not something that I ever predicted for myself. It was something that kind of fell into my lap in an unexpected way. So I had originally done my undergrad at Southern New Hampshire University for graphic design. And in that time, we had to take a course in photography, which Mm -hmm. I hated. So I am not the photographer who was like, oh, I loved it when I was a kid and I knew it was what I was going to do forever. No, that was not me. So I was in one of my graphics classes and Adobe was acting up. I couldn't submit an assignment. So my professor was like, just stay after class and we'll figure it out. So while we're troubleshooting, he happened to say, how do you like photography? And I was just like, I'm lucky if I pass. Like, I'm just trying to, like, skate by here. I don't get it. And the thing was, he actually loved photography. So my answer to him was not ideal. And Mm -hmm. he ended up spending about an hour with me and a friend. 
took us out to downtown Manchester and just taught us the basics. How do your settings all work together? Showing us different examples of how you can use them. And I literally got hooked. I went back to my dorm and I started looking up photography school. I graduated, did two more years in photography. I was majoring in advertising and portraiture. From there, I started freelancing. I did try taking a nine to five photography job. I lasted about eight months. I, (laughs) I ended up going back to freelancing and figuring out how does all of this work together? How do I make this work? I have no idea what I'm doing. I just want to take photos, but I want it to be something bigger. And it just kind of became this whole journey. But it's one of those things that I always say, you really never know how you're going to affect someone's life. Like one hour of your time could literally change someone's entire future. And that's what happened to me with my instructor. He just donated an hour of his time and my entire future changed, you know? So for me, it's a fairly unique story. I had no expectations of going down this path, but I wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah, that that's that's amazing. Um, in it, it's so relatable in the fact of being of just being of service to others, and this is something that I, I hear so much of, right? Like you know, doing something not only because you're passionate about it, but um, not really expecting anything in return, right? I'm sure that he was like, I love this so much that I, I really want you to understand mm-hmm. the beauty of photography. And that was something that really gravitated to, you know, gravitated towards you. What was it about the photography part of it that was that you you loved um, in that in that moment of that maybe that hour? What was that one thing that sort of like clicked for you in that aspect? Honestly, I don't know if I can tell you like one thing that clicked. It was just one of those things where I was like, before that moment, I did not understand how does anything work together? How does your shutter speed work with your f-stop and your this and your that? And it was like a different language to me. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh wait, like I have control over what the outcome is of this photo. Do I want something to be blurry? Do I want it focused? Do I want it soft or sharp? And all of these different aspects. I was like, wait, this is kind of fun. I want to play mm-hmm. with it and I want to learn more about it. So mm-hmm. that was kind of a challenge for me. It did not come naturally to me at all. It was something that I really had to work at figuring out, like, how does all of this work together? But once I figured it out, I was like, oh, this is really fun. And I kind of just kept going with it. Yeah. Well, so what is, so yeah, it sounded like just knowing how everything works and sort of clicks together. Um, what is, what is like, what is the the thing that you love most about it, I guess, right? Like, is it the interactions with people, business owners? Is it the, the, the image itself? Like what is, because you know, with graphic design, there's like with me, like, Graduate graphic design as well, found my way into website design and so forth. And that's really where I could combine both and fell in love with it. But with the photography sense, what is what is it that really uh, that you love, I guess? I think it's all the above. I mean, I love being able to talk to different people every day, learn about their journey and why they're doing what they're doing. Why did they create this product or start this company? But I I also have a background in graphic design, in web design. So 
I have all these other parts of industries that I know. I know enough to be dangerous, but not enough to be a web designer, you know? So I use photography in a way to combine all of the different industries and saying like, how does the photography benefit your website? How does it work with a hierarchy? How does it work with the rest of your branding or your copywriting? So yes, I'm a photographer, but I also look at how does it affect your brand as a whole? right? And that allows me to kind of almost be like a team member, get to work Mm -hmm. with those people and really understand like, what is going on behind the scenes? Who are you? How do you incorporate yourself into the brand? And how do we make it all work together? So I like it because I have turned it into something that can really be industry specific, but also something that I can kind of tap into different things that I like to talk about, you know, and benefit people in multiple ways, not just through photography. Yeah, no, that that's wonderful. What was the, uh, the 95 that you have that you had with the photography thing? What was it? So what was, why, why didn't it, I guess, did it, did it work out? Why didn't you stick with it? Was there, was there a point in time during that part where, you're like, I can do this better on my own. I'd rather have free time, you know, here and there. Just, you know, what was that one thing that made you step off the ladder and really start your own business? I think the two biggest things that made me walk away is I was doing e-commerce for a footwear company. So there was very little creativity. It was very just drop and go. I wasn't interacting with anyone other than the shoe, which really doesn't talk back to you. And I like to talk, so <laughs> it was not really, me and the shoes really didn't have a great conversation. Um, so there was a lack of creativity, but there was also, mm. I remember looking at the people that I was working with and the trajectory for growth, and it was not mm. there. And I realized, I was like, there's three tiers of where I can move up into this company and the people who are above me are not going anywhere. So Mm -hmm. I was like, where do I stand? How do I grow? And I realized I'm like, it's gonna take me a lot longer to get to where I wanna go if I stay here. So that was one of the biggest things for me. I was like, I wanna be creative. I don't wanna talk to shoes all day. And I would like to see where I can take it. And that was one Mm -hmm. of the biggest things for me where I was like, I, need to give it a go. I have tried the freelancing in the past, so I already have an understanding of really Mm -hmm. what is in what's going to be entailed. So I kind of had both ideas. I really didn't like the nine to five. I knew I could make it work with freelancing because I did it in the past already. So it was just figuring out which one do you want. Mm. And I decided to walk from the nine to five. Yeah, no, I, I love that. It's very it's just very similar, similar story for, for myself. Um, you, you get to a point where it's pretty much like the, the universe sort of kicks you in the butt and, you know, you kind of have a couple options, right? And it, it sounded like you had e- either or, right? You know, the trajectory of where you could possibly be with this nine to five besides doing it yourself and starting your own thing. Tell me a little bit about that, that first couple months because uh, you know I, you've done freelancing before right so mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't like a, a complete shock but 
Um, tell me about the first couple months of starting your business and just what were you feeling? What were you doing? What were some of the first things that you, you needed to get accomplished within that first sort of couple months of being on your own? So my biggest thing when I started was I wanted to learn from other people who are already doing this. So my main connections were people I was assisting. I would assist on photo shoot. I was that grunt. I was just setting up. I was dragging bags. I was doing all the things. But I was very aware of what is the photographer doing? How are they commuting with the client? How are they setting things up and why are they doing it? So then I could kind of start saying, I really like how this person works with clients. I'm really not a fan how this guy does it. And that really helped me figure out what do I want for myself? And it also helped me learn different ways of not only communicating with your clients, but how do you create the photos? What is the final outcome mm -hmm. and what is the purpose of them? So while I was doing that, my goal was just start building a portfolio. I didn't care how small the job was. Just send me your product. Let me take the photos. Let me start working through this process, right? So it's really just about, I was really winging it, but it was start somewhere, create imagery, and start building on it. How do you take that image and use that to get to your next client, right? And I really had no idea. But it was just a step-by-step -step process. I'm like, if I can just keep going with it, eventually the wheels are going to start turning. Yeah, there's something to say about building momentum, right? Just, you know, whatever shape or form of that momentum is, is it, you know, something getting your books in order to just getting out there and taking pictures or doing jobs that come your way, you know, just starting to build that momentum. So it's great that you actually had a bit of, a learning experience in terms of watching what other professionals were doing and you could kind of see that firsthand and take bits and pieces of that of that and kind of make it your own that's that's a very uh intriguing but also a very nice part to be in right because mm -hmm. you're, you're able to see firsthand what others are doing and what you dislike and don't like um so that probably made the process of at least communicating with clients a bit easier, right? Because you're you're saying, I, no, I don't want to do it this way, but this way is is working for me. Is that about right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It was one thing that I asked a lot of photographers. I was like, what happens after the photo shoot? And they were mm -hmm. like, well, we deliver the images. And I'm like, I know, but what happens? Like, do you know what's being how the images are being used? Do you understand if they're even working? right and one of the biggest things was like no we just deliver them we give wow. them to this company and they do what they need with them and for me i was like mm -hmm. so if you go into another photo shoot how do you know it's benefiting how do you know it's working and mm -hmm. what's not what you need to change and that was definitely one of my biggest takeaways so for me i'm like every photo shoot it's always about not only like what are we doing before and during the shoot but what's happening after the shoot because if I don't know if the images are doing well, if they're connecting with your customers, how do I benefit you on the next photo shoot? How do we either know that, yes, what we're doing is correct and we need to keep doing it, or we need to make adjustments, right? Mm -hmm. Let's try something new. Maybe an algorithm changed and we need to figure out what's going on. So I try to keep myself 
really in line with not only like what's happening now, but where what are things going to be doing going forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is really really interesting because I know in the very beginning you, you know you, you said that you you love to be almost as as a team member yeah. with within a business or individual. Um, so taking what others were doing of just delivering the images and not really caring what happens after that, you know, there's two couple of things there, right? You're like, you're really honing in on the customer service aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, making sure that, you know, you're there for help, um, really making sure that the product is of, of high end, um, but you're also becoming that, that team member that a lot of business owners really need not only from just the marketing side but you know branding as well where someone that they can you know bounce ideas off of and you're pretty much taking the lead right because you know if you hop into any type of business you know they're not going to know probably anything about the right images to take for websites for social content e-commerce especially like what the do's and don'ts of that so that's a very that's a really great thing and i don't know if that was something i mean it sounds like that was yeah, yeah, this is going to be this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just really great that you kind of built that, you know, foundation. So it's a great segue, because I, I do want to touch into the importance of branding. And, you know, you're you seem to be an absolute master about that. So take us through a little bit about the process um, of a business owner, if some if they're looking to work with you, what does that process initially looks like? What do you do to kind of take a look at what they need and and just uh, what's the roadmap, I guess, that you would take them on? And I know it's depending on business yep. and so forth, but um, take a little bit through about the just the process itself. Yeah, so my process is actually very similar depending on who it is. It really doesn't change a whole lot. But um, when somebody first comes to me, I take it from a very educational approach. Like I do not just assume like anyone knows what, they need, how it all works, what I'll be doing. So the first thing is I explain to them what they can get from me, how the whole process works, the steps from strategy, photography to implementation. And I will break all of those steps down for them. And then I say, hey, before you decide to make a decision, right, let's get on a strategy session call. And I will get on a call with them for one hour. I will break down everything they're doing now with their imagery, what is working, what's not working. I'll give them tips and tricks for how to improve and where they need to really take the brand to get it to the level that they want. And that's something I give out for free. And it gives people a very good understanding of not only where they're at now, but what the potential is for the future of the brand. And then they can get make a more educational decision on, do they want to work with me? Is there someone else who maybe is better, right? But at least they're getting a very good understanding of where they're at and how I, how I can actually help them. If they decide that, hey, yeah, I definitely want to move forward and they want to work with me, then we actually start diving into everything we talked about in that free call. How are we going to work with that strategy? We're going to go through the mood boards. We're going to look at your competitors. We're going to see, hey, what is working on your social media now? What's on your website? Do the images work with the hierarchy of it? Does it align with your copywriting and your messaging? And we're going to break all of this down. 
This is all coming before we even get into a photo shoot. So we are going to really have in-depth conversations to have that very well-rounded understanding of who the brand is and how is the photography going to begin up-leveling, right? Mm. We take all that information, we go into the photo shoot. Whether somebody is local to New England and they can come to my studio, or if they're in California, I'll do it all virtually for them. I like to keep people in the loop. They see all the images while I'm shooting them. At the end, we review everything. I'm like, give me a yes on every single image that we've taken. <laughs> right? So at the end, there's no surprises. You know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. You make sure it's aligned with everything we talked about. I edit, and then we go into the implementation. Right? Mm -hmm. So we'll have those conversations about where are we using them? How are we using them? And let's have a 30-day phone call. How are they doing for you? Is there anything that's missing? What's the feedback you've been getting, right? So overall, that's basically my process, but it all starts with education. Mm -hmm. that's, so everyone who's listening to this, doesn't matter whatever walk of life or entrepreneur you're doing, this was a great testament to having processes in place to give a client what we call the Disney level experience right like it's so incredibly important so from literally from start to absolute finish and i love the fact about the 30-day follow-up that is something that a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners miss the mark on with the follow-up process is touching base with them just again being a human caring that what they received is um working working for them i love the educational piece too because especially in the marketing world there are a lot of agencies that if they have uh, a client coming in that it's sales minded, it's just focusing on here's probably a small audit of what you're doing or what's happening. Um, maybe here's a little bit of the uh, an improvement, but essentially it's, you know, 80% probably sales. The educational piece, I think it's miss misses completely. Was that something that you, you, is what that just come natural? Was that something that you learned? Because I think that's a very important part to, um, again, providing value upfront, um, especially that that free session of you know the hour, um, and just providing value. Was that something that just naturally came, or learned from somewhere else, or how did that come about? Because I I believe that's a really important part to this. Yeah, no, definitely. I would say fifty fifty on that. So educating and talking to people is something that I have always done. But I am a firm believer that while you're going through this journey, you need to have other people who know what they're doing and can guide you. So I have a business advisor. And mm -hmm. through those conversations, she was like, okay, you need to start using this as a marketing tool. Like this is a huge mm -hmm. differentiator for you. And we started to break it down. We came up with a name for it and figuring out how do you separate that as like the in initial part of your process versus just being something that I do, it became something that I could offer, right? Mm -hmm. Which really changed my mindset on what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, and what is the purpose behind it. So having people who can look at what you're doing and say, hey, this is how we can do this better. This is how you can offer this and help more people, right? 
because it was something I was doing, but I didn't even see it. I didn't see it as something that I could use as a benefit for other people, for myself, overall helping more businesses, until somebody else looked at what I was doing and was like, we need to switch this up, right? Yeah. And then broke it down for me. I was like, all right, how are we going to do it? Gave me all the step-by-steps, helped me with the verbiage and everything. And that really does start changing your mindset about what you're doing, entrepreneurship as a whole, building a business. When you're struggling, you always have that person you can go back to and be like, hey, this is going on. How do I approach it? What do I do in this situation? Am I doing this right? You know? Mm -hmm. So that's really how that became part of my process is somebody who is more seasoned than me in business looked at me and was like, we can do this and mm-hmm. let's, this is how we're going to do it. Right. Yeah. No, I, I love that you, and there's so many, oops, my Alexa just went on. Um, <laughs> so many different things there that you, that you mentioned in a couple of things that I, I want to highlight specifically. One is the mindset and the openness to be able to have someone hop into your business and take a look, right? Because, I know a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of them are complete control freaks over their business, right? And rightfully so, um, you know, it's, it's their baby and so forth. But being able to have someone come into your business, maybe even provide some feedback that maybe you didn't like initially, but, you know, we're open enough to have someone take a look, I think is, is ultra important for this. Mm-hmm. And that kind of builds into the fact that having a support system in your life, in your business, by far, I think is probably the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, surrounding yourself with others who are, like I said, seasoned, um, more knowledgeable, and maybe the business sense of some things and be able to have an outside perspective. Yep. That might have been, like, when I when I first started, I was pretty much by myself. I I was in maybe a couple of mastermind groups, you know, the usual sort of type of deal. Nothing really panned out, but it wasn't too. I really joined, you know, height and merge with them that I truly found like an actual community and support system. And I, I believe that's really what was able for me to take this next step. Mm-hmm. So how important has that been? It sounds like it's been in terms of your overall business, that support system of, you know, this business advisor and so forth, it's been probably very, very beneficial for you. Is that correct? Definitely. But I would also tell people to make sure you're finding someone that you connect with and who understands what your goal is and what you need. Because before Mm -hmm. I started working with the one I have now, I had somebody else and they were great. But the problem was we were both very high visionaries and I'm the Mm. person who has 10,000 ideas but every time we got on a call (laughs) she had 10,000 ideas and I was just like I don't know what I'm doing what is the idea (laughs) because I every time we got on a call like oh we should try this idea we should do this idea how about Mm -hmm. this and I'm like mind explosion right (laughs) and eventually it was like I'm like I'm not actually getting anywhere I just have a Mm -hmm. bunch more website pages saying I offer this and this and this, but nothing was targeted. And Mm. I ended up getting connected to the one I have now through another colleague of mine. And 
we went through a different, like, a session showing me how it all works, and she asked me if I wanted to get on board. Mm-hmm. And I wanted a few days just to think about it, because I was just like, I don't know. And I sent her an email, and I was like, look, I think everything you offer sounds great. But I've been burned on two different occasions in the past. I explained the mm-hmm. two different occasions through different coaching situations and I was very specific about like why it didn't work and what I needed and I want to say I'm probably coming up to close to a year with her and she always tells me like what do I have to do to make it better for you am I doing something that's not working for you and everything that I told her I did not want she has never done so she's very specific about okay this is what I need this is how I learn And this is how she can give me that benefit. So it was very specific in understanding who I am and what I need from somebody and then catering it to me, right? Mm -hmm. So that was really important to me. And part of the reason I was like, I'm not leaving you ever. I need you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I mean, when you when you find someone or, you know, a group or so that clicks, it's just you you know, you're in the right spots. Yeah. And, you know, inevitably, they want what's best for you and just providing a lot of great values. So that, yeah. That's great. You mentioned something about the branding process itself. And I kind of want to dive in a little bit to, I guess, the the nitty gritty of, of branding, you know, we talked a little bit about the process of what you work work in. Um, but branding itself, I man, I it's, I feel like it's 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 something that gets really overlooked from from what i've seen from just a complete marketing perspective right when business owners come to me it's google ads facebook ads seo right website and the branding component really gets missed quite a bit so what is how is branding so incredibly important for businesses in general. And then you mentioned something about the hierarchy, right? I want to mm-hmm. touch upon that because I think that's something that could be, you know, a value too. So if, what is the importance of branding for you specifically and what can it do for business owners to take a look at their branding currently um, going forward? So I definitely think branding is part of the backbone to a business because it is the first thing people see before they talk to you, they're going to go to your website and your branding is pretty much the highlight of all of that. Like what is about your brand that's going to make them want to even talk to you? Like, Oh, I need to talk to Logan, right? Why are they going to do that? It's because they need something to connect with. Right. And that all starts with your branding and your messaging before we even get into working together. So figuring out that process, what do you want to show the world? I think is really important. And there's a lot of components that go into it that people think, oh, I can just put up a website and people will come. But it's really not that simple. But then it's like, oh, I have a website and I have stock imagery. But really, does that actually work for you? Does that stock imagery tell the message you're trying to tell? Because that's not you. That's a random person you found on Google, right? So figuring it out is definitely something that can take time. But once you start to get that trajectory and know exactly what you want to do, it can be hugely beneficial for your business. 
Yeah, it's so funny because I, I see it. I see this all the time. Uh, we did it. We did a test with a, a jewelry store where, when we first built the website, you know, stock images didn't have pictures at the time, but we inevitably over time changed out the stock images with pictures of themselves. We made it extremely personal um, because when you go to a jewelry store websites, it's all very basic, mm-hmm. you know, generic websites, right? I, I can't tell you how many times they've received compliments or just acknowledging the fact that, oh, I saw you on the website and mm-hmm. I'm actually seeing you in person, right? So, yeah. and, I, and I think I think there's there's definitely a shift, I think, from just social media in general of being as personable as possible, right? Showing your face more, showing the team, showing these type of deals and, and really honing in on the messaging point, but just showing the face so much is, is really, I, I think will put you above and beyond, you know, any other really website out there. Have you seen that very similar thing? Oh yeah, no, definitely. I mean, people connect with people at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I even say in a photo, I was like, a photo that even just has a hand in it is probably going to trend a lot better than that's just a product because that's mm-hmm. human nature. That's what we do. So if you're missing mm-hmm. the mark on human connection, step one, that's what we need to fix, right? <laughs> you want someone to connect yeah. with you. Oh, I love I love that. Yeah, no, that's I'm definitely going to use that. Let's talk about the higher. You mentioned something about the hierarchy. So explain a little bit more about what that whole hierarchy of, of branding is for you. So I look at it a lot, especially with websites. So when you're mm-hmm. scrolling through your website, people are going to see the image before they see the copy or the message that you're trying to say. So that image needs to one, either say the same message that the copywriting is saying or gear the person's eye to that copy. So I'll do web reviews for people, usually when they're like three quarters of the way down with their website and we'll go through it. And I did one recently and I told them like, you need to move that image from the left to the right because of the direction the person is looking. If the person is looking to the left and it's on the left side, your human eye is just going to go out of the website. And then you've got to figure out how do you bring them back in? But if you put it on the other way, you're just going to follow your eye back into it because you want to see what is that person looking at. You're going to follow that obvious trajectory. So making sure that everything is aligned is really important. And photography is something that is quickly overlooked in that avenue. They're just like, oh, here's the layout of the website. Let's plug an image here. Let's put an image here. Cool. Done. But is it actually benefiting you? Does it actually make the viewer want to keep scrolling? Does it actually help the way the eye is going to go through the website? Something that neat people don't always think about. Yeah, and that's, you know, again, 90% of the websites that I see, if it comes down to doing an audit, you know, the pictures are really, you know, they're not they're not where they need to be. It's a lot of stock images and so forth. Um, no, that's all that's all really great. What is What is something that, like, you know, a business owner should be able to take or should do now if they're taking a look at their website if they're going through the brands you know images and so forth what is what is a simple is there a simple action that they can take to start making that shift if they want to do it and do it on their own or you know do you, would you advise like you know have them whip out their phone and take pictures of themselves doing something within the business mm-hmm. and or recording reels or so forth. What is what is a simple action that a business owner could take to do right now to kind of help their brand in their business? 
slow down. One thing that people don't realize is just taking a photo to take a photo needs to have meaning. So slow down. Actually think about why you're taking the photo and how are you composing it. You don't just have to go and hit click and say, I'm done. You can stop and be like, all right, how is it benefiting? Does this make sense? Is it too cluttered? Think about it that way. People just move so fast without actually thinking about what the end result is going to be. So if they can just slow down a tiny bit and think a little bit more about how does it all align, that could be hugely benefit for a lot of people. I wasn't expecting that answer. That's that's a good one. <laughs> no, that that's a good one because it's you're you're so right. I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm very, uh, you know, I had that same problem too. Where, you know, fishing to get content, need to get content done today. You know, take a quick picture. You know, make sure it kind of it's not you know pixelated or anything like that, and and it's ready to go. But actually, you know, spend time because that goes into, you know quality over quantity mm-hmm. right and making sure that what you post on on Insta, uh, you know social media is is of, of quality and of a value right so yeah not that's a that's a that was a really good answer yeah um so listen you know carrington i i appreciate the time here you know we're winding down i do love to ask a question to all of my guests and that is to if there's one tip or piece of advice that you would recommend others who are looking to take their step into entrepreneurship or business owners, what would that be in, in your eyes? What would that look like? One tip is don't expect instant success. I feel like a lot of people will jump in and be like, Oh, I can do it. But then they don't get that instant $10,000 client. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, be okay with starting small and growing. Be okay with staying with your 9 to 5 while you give this a chance until you see how it's going to work for you, right? Mm -hmm. So be okay with trying different things and seeing what works. And instant success might not be what happens in your first six months. But that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean it's not going to work. And if it's not working, seek out somebody who knows better than you. Because there's always going to be somebody. They might just have that one statement that you need to hear that sends a light bulb off. So be open to conversations. At the end of the day, like I said, people want to help people, right? So talk to people. See what they have to say and how that can help you. So stay open-minded and don't give up. Yeah, I love that. There's something that, you know, someone told me something I it, yeah that the whole part of staying in it and not getting you know frustrated we all get frustrated if, if things are slow obviously and whatnot but with with the way that society is today it's basically like I can get something whenever I want it mm-hmm. right so it's it's hard to have that separation and, and someone mentioned a word or a term delayed gratification yep. right if you can practice delayed gratification where you're just providing value, things are not going to happen yet. But if you're putting in the actions on a day to day basis, it will compound the momentum will build mm-hmm. and things will start coming in. Yep. So yeah, I know absolutely right staying in staying in it, not giving up and not really, um, you know, if, if 
like I said, if you don't get a ten thousand dollar client tomorrow, then it's not you know end of the world. Just exactly. Keep at it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. So Carrington, where can everyone find you? Give everyone the socials, the website, and so forth. Where can they find you? So my website is straightforward. It's just prospectstreetstudio.com. That's no s. It's just one studio. <laughs> Uh, and then my social media is just Prospect Street Studio MA, and it's pretty that pretty much that simple. Awesome, yeah. So we'll share everything in the notes below this. Carrington, I appreciate your time, your insight into branding, and thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Welcome. Thank you.